Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another episode of the show. Today's features returning guest and fellow podcaster Garrett Ranji. Had a lot of fun catching up with Garrett, talking about his brand new record he's been uh, working on called Franklin's Place that you can now find streaming wherever you get your digital music at. And you're going to get a little sneak peek at it today. I do want to remind you that Rock Paper Podcast is always brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located right here in St. Louis, over in the Maplewood area. Uh, stop by and visit them uh, by the at the shop or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Uh, including all your favorite beard oils, beard balms, your junk powder, or any of their other wonderful grooming products over there. You know, during the hot summer months, it may be tempting to shave, but did you know that having a beard can keep you cooler in the summer heat? Beards provide protection from UV rays and keep sweat off your face to keep you cooler longer in the hottest heat. Just make sure to keep your beard clean with Roughneck's house-made beard bar, all-natural soap with milled oats and African black soap, Cleanses amazingly without stripping away your natural oils. And if you do decide to shave it off, do it with American Rambler's amazing pre-shave oils and Miracle Tonic aftershave. Either way, they've got you covered. Again, shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. And don't forget that code RPP15 at checkout. Also, super excited to have a brand new show sponsor for you all. And that is Keith Brake Photography and KBP Studios. Uh, Keith has been working hard around the St. Louis area, shooting photography for a long time, doing a lot of live music stuff. Now he's opened up a brand new studio over in DeCoin, Illinois. So you can come by and visit the studio. And, uh, of course, that includes portraits, uh, theme sessions, and promo sets. So if you uh, or the band or... Uh, whatever you need for any photography needs, uh, check out KeithBreakPhotography.com. Right now, Keith is offering a great deal, offering 10% off all sessions during this promo period. If you mention Rock Paper Podcast, you may have seen uh, some of the wonderful work he's been doing with uh, Steve Ewing of The Urge, Learn from KC. Or my buddy ATG from Discrepancies. So if you haven't checked those out, of course, you can find all of those pictures and more on Keith's Facebook and Instagram. Or, again, KeithBreakPhotography.com. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. All your photography needs. KeithBreakPhotography.com. Uh, also, big thanks to everybody that's been continuing to buy merch. I uh, appreciate your support. If you don't have a little shiny shirt and you want one, you can visit buyjack.com slash rockpaperpodcast today and take home a brand new little shiny shirt or a logo shirt or tank top or a hat, all kinds of good stuff up there uh, in multiple colors and sizes. And so check out the merch store today. Also, uh, it's show week, everybody. Um, we have a big show, Singer-Songwriter Storytelling Showcase, returning August 21st at the Focal Point in Maplewood, Missouri. Bringing along Andy Sido from Denver, Colorado. 
Anthony, Jay Russo, Nick Gussman, and Karen Choi. Uh, so come on out to that show. It is outdoor. Uh, it's BYOB, so bring your cooler, bring a, your lawn chair. Come on out and sit with us outside. So we were going to do it inside, but with the protocols changed, everything's kind of shifted outdoors. So we're going to try that, and uh, hopefully it turns out to be a real nice Saturday night with us. Uh, so grab some tickets at thefocalpoint.org and come out and have a good time. With all that out of the way, sit back, relax, enjoy this brand new episode with my buddy, Garrett Ranji. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey everybody, this is Garrett Ranji and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock paper Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out with returning guest, Garrett Ranji. Welcome back to the show, bud. Thanks for having me. Thanks for welcoming me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I think your first appearance uh, was back in December of 2020. We did it. We yeah. hung out and mm-hmm. right before uh, Christmas time and stuff, we did a little... Uh, I played a little Christmas song. Yeah, a little <laughs> chestnuts, uh, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I can't even remember what I played. <laughs> uh, I think it was a. Uh, well, I think it has a different name. I think that's oh, the Christmas song. Yeah, the Christmas song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah that's what I play. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the. Uh, but anyway, man, yeah, it was. Uh, it's just kind of crazy. I think it's already been uh, what seven uh, six, months? Yeah, six, seven months now yeah. since we hung out and yeah, uh, well, on the show wise, but we were just yeah. uh, hanging out. The other day, mm-hmm. uh, at a at a Nick Gusman show, yeah. uh, Nick Gusman, the Coyotes uh, celebrating 104 years of Dos Bevo the other night. Yeah. So that was pretty. Uh, that was yeah. a fun night. It was a that was a pretty it was a pretty wild one because I mean, I played bass again with Nick for like the first time in like a year and a half, and then we had a a fill in drummer as well. So it mm-hmm. was like it was a pretty wild. Uh, is a we had a gig before that too. It was just hot and rainy and right. there's all sorts of craziness happening. But uh yeah, it was fun doing that. That's fun rock, doing that show. That's rock and roll, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Uh yeah, that was uh so uh I don't know, it was just a weird night. Uh it was funny to me because like I walked in the door mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> it actually happened to be my birthday and i was out uh, i went to dinner with my wife at uh and my mother-in-law at broadway oyster bar mm-hmm. and then uh i made my way down to dos bevo and uh walk in the door and you know within like 
a minute or something being there uh you guys the band starts playing happy birthday to uh to da, to das bevo yeah. you know <laughs> and uh so it was just a, a weird uh, kind of a yeah. uh occurrence there that it, you know happened yeah. to my birthday my birthday also yeah. and then uh <laughs> but then when they had us come up and they were like uh they invited some people up to do a beer stein challenge mm-hmm. uh, holding a beer stein for yeah. who can hold it the longest and i was like I got in and I was like, well, worst case, I get a free beer out of it. And yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> and it quickly realized like, oh, this is going to be a while. And yeah. I was, so I'm just like, oh, oops. And then I started drinking my beer and then yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm out of here. I don't feel like. Yeah. I kept on uh, Sean because I did that with you and, and Sean kept yeah. on saying, you're cheating, you're cheating. <laughs> and I wasn't cheating. It's just the way my arm looks like you can. Yeah. I mean, nobody can see right now if they're listening to this. But the way my arm looks, if you're looking at it this way, yeah. if I hold it out straight, it looks like a, it's bent. But it's not. It's just like the way my arm is built. Right. You know, and how I was holding it just made it look like it was bending. My, I had my arm bent a little bit. So then I had to like pull my sleeve up just to show Sean right. that I wasn't cheating. It's all, all man, yeah. baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> it's the first time I ever done a beer beer stein challenge thing like yeah, that. But me too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't interested in winning. I feel like I won anyway. I still got the the free beer, so it's like yeah. You know that, that was the prize. There was one guy that was taking it very seriously. Yeah, the guy that was standing right next to Sean. It, in my in the back of my mind, I kept on thinking this guy probably comes here every year, <laughs> right. and it's like tells his family how he's like the undefeated champion. I've been training for this my yeah. entire life. Yeah, he goes, I haven't lost. I haven't lost since I was twenty. You yeah. know, like <laughs> he's probably just tells him. Well, I mean, at his age, I guess probably like eighteen. I think that was the drinking age. All right, when he was probably eighteen. <laughs> so you know, he's probably got a couple years of just like. I got to go back. They need me. Right. They need me to win it again. <laughs> <laughs> the champ is here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that was a fun night, though, man. Yeah, it, was it was just a, a lot of good times. And it was fun to hear you guys do some uh, some different stuff, some covers and oh, things. Yeah. And st- you kind of stretching out the set there and mm-hmm. getting to do some different th- songs that I don't always get to hear you do. So Yeah. Um, yeah, it's always fun to, to kind of just call them out and see what happens. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, big, big shout out to, uh, Nick Gusman and the Coyotes. You can catch them, uh, mm-hmm. playing around town. Uh, it's a fantastic group and you guys are working on a brand new record, uh, yeah. do, do out here very soon. I think, mm-hmm. I think Nick posted the, the singles releasing on the 16th of July. So Something like that, yeah. so you'll, uh, you get a little teaser, but we got uh, the whole thing coming real soon. So yeah uh, keep an eye out for that it's a, a year in the a making you know maybe like a year and a half in the making yeah i guess probably a year and a half now pandemic kind of stretched it out a little bit when we were when we were uh first started doing it you know but um i i'm really proud of it um i think i think everybody should be pretty proud of it that was in the band you know that i mean everybody did a great job nigel plays guitar on it too He's just killing. He's killing it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of split up between the both of us. He plays guitar on like half of it. And I play guitar on the other half. And then I play bass on part of it too. Um, Pookie, Justin Hatmar, he does a killing job. I mean, everybody, Ed and 
Sean and Tony and Nick, you know, Nick, you know, wrote all the songs. So he's, he's responsible for all of it really. Um, but yeah, no, it's something I'm really proud of and I, and I'm really glad it's coming out soon and, and, you know, it's hopefully coming out right before we go and and we, we're going to go on a little tour of, uh, Europe too, which I'm not going to steal Nick's, uh, thunder because i know you are talking to him so i'll let him get get into the details yeah. about that uh you know i don't want to uh speak for for nick right. take up nick's <laughs> nick's podcast like oh actually garrett already talked about it and he's just like damn it garrett yeah uh, again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'm looking forward to that it's gonna be a, a good hang man uh, he's uh one of my favorite people around town he's just yeah, a great here. great guy yeah um but uh along with record recording and uh new records and everything we that's why we're here today because mm-hmm. we have a brand new garrett ranji album and uh yeah. this is uh the debut right yeah yeah this as is the this is the first one they yeah. have the first solo record yeah man um all instrumental stuff you know um some of it's a little bit more jazz influence some of it has a little bit of a twang to it um yeah and i mean it took me i mean three years to really get all the songs together i wrote everything on piano um before i learned it on guitar and that's how i wrote i mean i wrote probably like 20 or 30 songs for the record and then i just sifted through those and picked what i wanted and then edited those like 10 times <laughs> probably more than that for some of them um actually the title track franklin's place uh the the bridge part to that uh was the uh, part of the reason i called it franklin's place is one day uh, our little cat franklin jumped on our piano and uh he stepped on some notes on the piano and it was like when i was trying to figure out how to write this you know rewrite this part and he just happened to just like step on like this chord so like the first couple notes of this section are just from franklin accidentally stepping on the piano (laughs) and it it was like oh those notes sound cool together let's see if i can use that yeah and then that's what became that part so i was just like well now it's franklin's song did he get co-write on that yeah no (laughs) (laughs) i haven't told him yet oh you know, he's heard it, but he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I figure I'll break it to him later. Right. But, you know, it's it's not like a, you know, like a Macaulay Culkin kind of deal or anything like that. Like, I mean, he'll still, he still gets his cat food. Sure. And, and treats and all that. And, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Maybe, that, the next, maybe the next record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's onto something. Maybe he's got a maybe he's got a couple more records in him. So. Yeah, Franklin's Place oh, Two. All right, <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. So uh, Franklin's Place now available wherever you're getting your digital music at. Uh, yeah. So uh, stream it wherever. Add it to your favorite playlist and uh, and uh, give it a spin. But this uh, particular the title track. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. It's cool to hear that story. But like, I really uh, enjoyed this song and. It's just, uh, especially, uh, I was kind of telling you off mic before we click record, but, uh, mm. they're, they're throughout the record. There's a lot of saxophone and there's some, you know, there's some keys there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different, you know, instruments on that, but like this, uh, I felt was cool because it kind of gets to hear a lot more of you and guitar yeah. playing and stuff mm-hmm. in the song. And, yeah. uh, so, uh, that's the one thing I really liked about it. And yeah, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, for me, the whole point of you know concept of this record for me was just to play melodies and um not get too crazy on just like the playing aspect of it i feel like sometimes i've heard records that you know are great records guitar players make but it's like chop city and i wanted to um I wanted to try to veer away from that as much as possible and just try to make some really pretty sound and melodies on guitar and, and kind of go that route for this. And then, you know, later on, maybe I'll do a chop, chop city record. Maybe I'll call it chop city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the saxophone was a, a big part, you know, that's Jason Swagler. He plays alto on most of it. He plays soprano saxophone on a couple tunes. Um, and I pretty much wrote those, I wrote those tunes thinking of um, having saxophone playing the melody. And maybe, I mean, if you listen to a couple of them, you can definitely hear guitar doubles up sometimes on the melody. But for me, I just wanted it to not be, uh, I didn't want the record to be about me. I wanted it to be a group effort. I wanted it to be like a whole sound and not just, oh, I'm playing guitar over my songs that I wrote. Um, I wanted it to kind of be something that, you know, everybody puts their input into and um, see what happens. And, you know, luckily, you know, I got Jason Swagler did it and uh, Zeb, which you know, Zeb Briskovich, Miles Van Devere, uh, Pops Jackson, Darren Pops Jackson um, played on it. And um, all just like people that I learned from when I when I was younger and still learn from. Uh, and I was just uh, I was fortunate to to get them. I, I told I've told some people it's like I called in all my favors to, to get yeah. those people to play. And I, I was really lucky to have that. Um, that happen. And, and it meant a lot to me that they did it. So uh, I think that kind of comes through. I mean. I think they sound way better than I do in the, in the on the record. Yeah, so, yeah man, it's know. definitely a, an all star cast there. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so you said uh, you're like writing something. So did you, uh, you know, like compose most of this and then like kind of have their parts? Or you said you you said you wanted them to have their input on it too? Like, or did you this is like this is a part where I want I hear more you know drum solo sax solos or whatever uh it kind of in a way like basically what i did is i wrote out the main melody to the song um and the chord changes and then after that you just play over the chord changes improvise and then on top of that when i was getting closer to it um 
I made kind of like drum beats and uh, and then I just kind of showed them what I wanted either through like a reference recording of a certain drum beat that um, that I wanted that kind of vibe or um, like an actual like drum loop that I had on my phone and it's like this is what I'm looking for um, and I kind of did it that way as far as like their input is all their own input i mean i just was just kind of gave them references mm -hmm. uh to everything um but as far as the melody and the chords are concerned you know those those are definitely the parts that i wrote and then everything else is is theirs you know yeah so yeah man that's uh, i'm i'm that's kind of how i like to approach things like when not, i don't make music but mm. uh if i ever ask a favor from somebody that uh you know is very talented i'd rather mm -hmm. just you, do what you do you know yeah. like that's why i have asked mm -hmm. you to do this thing i don't need to tell you how to do yeah. how to play your part or whatever it is so mm -hmm. um so that's that listen i am fortunate enough to be surrounded by a bunch of talented people and i'm like i like to just let them shine and stuff do what do yeah. what they do best yeah that's the best way to do it really i mean i think just you know and i, I kind of took some of that from seeing what nick does you know because Nick has a bunch of different people play on his records. And when he wants a certain sound, he gets a certain person to play that sound because he mm -hmm. knows, you know, that's what they do. Right. And I've always, like, really respected that. Um, I've always, uh, you know, in a way, I would say he's one of the people that really got me to finish this record, you know. Um, just playing with him and seeing, like, the, uh, the amount of work ethic that he has and putting something together um really helped me out you know really yeah, sh showed me showed me it's it's possible for one right and and uh yeah and you know so i i'd say i thank him for that yeah <laughs> yeah man but uh but yeah this uh i wanted to share another song uh from this uh collection and um this is a song called june blossom
so when I was uh, driving over here, I, I clicked, uh, I was listening to the record, I clicked play on June Blossom. And, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, sometimes I like to just kind of let my mind go and mm-hmm. and li- while I'm listening, especially uh, something like this as an instrumental, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're listening to lyric-based uh, stuff, you hear more of the, um, uh, you know, stories or mm-hmm. and things like that, paying attention to what the lyrics are sometimes for me. But uh, for this, uh, particularly, like, I just started letting my mind wander and where, where it would take me. And, like, I just feel like June Blossom would be, like, a, a cool, like, uh, movie trailer type of sound like soundtrack to it or something mm-hmm. like that like yeah. a, just like a like a, a traveling uh you know the highway kind of mm-hmm. like a some kind of montage scene yeah. or something like that is like uh people traveling yeah. around the country and stuff like it just kind of feels like yeah it would fit right in that vein and uh mm-hmm. that uh even like um i don't know if it's uh but even something along with the with the the drum patterns and stuff like it just kind of felt like uh the rhythm of the highway type of like yeah. you know kind of thing like you know what I'm saying like tires yeah. tires like uh thumping and stuff and mm-hmm. so i don't know if that was it had anything to do with what you were writing well, about but it just feels like it could work that way yeah yeah for sure and and to be honest uh there's another song on there that i'm going to make a little music video for it's called loretta um that is going to be like pretty much a shot of going down the highway but um that one i could definitely see that one too yeah. you know like being that way uh i, I wrote that one uh for my wife maggie nice. um pretty much the after our like our first date we went and saw like uh the wood the wood brothers play oh very cool and um the next day i was just like oh i met this you know i had already known maggie for a while but um I just started writing this tune and in, in a way I kind of made it in the vein with some of the changes in the vein of like a Wood Brothers kind of uh, chord changes in parts. I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like a Wood Brothers tune to me at least, but I had some of those elements in there I threw in there. Um, and it just like, to me, that's what it kind of sounded. It sounded like, but uh, the, the weird thing about that one is I had maybe four different versions of it before i i we actually did that one i originally just was going to do it as a solo song and the first time i recorded it was with uh with jeremy reedy uh at his little studio before he he got the van you know (laughs) uh and then after that i did another version with my buddy zach which was a, a duo it was upright bass and um and, and guitar and we kind of played through it that way and then it kind of developed into well i'm just going to play the melody i want you to just play these kind of bass parts some fills and stuff in it uh, just to fill it out and then when i got with um with zeb and we played through it and i kind of told him i think i want to do this as a duo he started playing it and it just like opened up a whole new thing like you could put drums on this and uh that's the only song on the whole record i think or well besides franklin's place um that has overdubs on it okay um so like there's another guitar part there's actually a couple guitars playing in it so it kind of developed from this thing that was just going to be a solo acoustic guitar piece into a full band thing yeah um 
and I, you know, I, I really, uh, I'm really glad with, I'm really happy with how it turned out, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and Zeb and, and Zach Clark and, and those guys have a lot to do with, with that kind of development, you know, sure. they were, they were definitely there while I was still trying to figure it out. And it was, you know, it was just one of those things. It's kind of neat sometimes when you write something and you have one idea of it and then it just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, it blossoms. Sure. Into, uh, That's what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> it blossoms into, uh, into something completely different that you didn't think, uh, you know it'd turn out that way yeah i mean that's the again uh the the fun of collaboration and stuff Mm -hmm. inviting these guys in and uh because uh you know you yourself you probably could have played a bass part for it but Mm -hmm. it may never have been what it is today without the help of those guys so it's like you bring them in and it totally here's that maybe this idea maybe this idea whatever and it becomes uh it finally finds its place where it's you know so yeah um yeah, for sure. Zeb, Zeb is definitely, you know, a, a lot better bass player than I am, right. too. So <laughs> he made it sound a thousand times better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the funny thing about that one is there was a really loud motorcycle that passed by the studio that day at the very end of that song when uh, when Zeb was playing like a, a little note at the end. And I, I don't know if it's in, I have to listen to it on streaming or something to hear it, to see if it's in there or not. But you can, if you really know, if again, it's probably just because I know where it happened, but I can just hear when it happens, I can hear that motorcycle just kind of go. And it's a cool sound effect. You yeah. know, I thought at first, you know, Ryan's, oh, I'll get that out. It's like, oh, maybe we should just keep that in there. I sure. think that'd be, I think that'd be kind of cool. I, I love that kind of stuff too. Like, uh, uh, you know, me personally, I've done a couple, I do a lot of field recording type of situations mm-hmm. where, uh, and, uh, I remember I just did one not too long ago with river kittens and we were doing a little, uh, little jamming in the living room type of thing. And then, uh, then they lived, off, uh, we were recording off of Cherokee mm-hmm. and, uh, in that area. And I think it was Jefferson, but, it, but, uh, yeah. they, uh, somebody, you know, it's a, it a busy intersection there and all that stuff. And there's somebody, motorcycle, same kind of thing, motorcycle drove by at the end of it. And you hear like, a, it just like, you know, just like, it's, yeah. I don't know, it sounded cool. And like, I just, you know, yeah. of course left it all in there. But it's just yeah. uh, those the beauty of uh, just live recording and stuff. You never know what's going to happen in there. But Plus, plus they're great musicians oh, and yeah. singers. But, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like great timing though. Like the, the and um, also, uh like I think about like moments in like rock and roll history, like mm-hmm. uh, some of those stories that I've heard of, like weird things that have happened, and they just, you know, I still made a record and they just left it all in there because it was, yeah, a, a, some gave the gave the track a little character, you know, gave mm-hmm. it, you know something very organic about it. Yeah, um, like uh, I talked about a while back with that uh, with uh, Roxette or Roxanne uh, mm-hmm. from the Police that. Uh, Sting like sets on the keys and starts laughing and stuff like mm-hmm. they just left it all in there yeah. like yeah, cause it was like bumped <laughs> into the keys while they're recording and yeah. and and so it's just like stuff like that I think is uh just fun that yeah for you, sure like yep just leave that in there that's perfect yeah sometimes you know those those happy accidents right you know there's actually I saw a TikTok of 
of all people, uh, I know that we don't speak his name, but Matt F. Bassler, uh, Ryan Wasaba do a TikTok of what's uh, one of those happy accidents in the studio that uh, that's happened to you and you end up keeping. And he's got his Brantley Gilbert album. And he's like, well, I fought this dude and then we took it outside of my truck. <laughs> so now I just... I. After watching that yesterday, yeah, <laughs> it's been stuck in my head. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that you guys have a feud and all that, but yeah, uh, yeah, you you got yourself right in the middle of it, man. Like, yeah, uh, going. Uh, well, you went uh, across the line, and uh, yeah. you went and uh, appeared on Matt's show, and now you're back. Yeah, back to the to the to the light side of yeah. the force, the, the good side. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we had to take we had to we had to work some things out, but uh, I, I agreed to let you back on the show after yeah. after that. And this is one time, right? This is one time. I swear. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that was a fun episode. Though. It was cool to hear you guys talking and. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess uh, anybody that's following along with your podcast will be able to hear uh, uh, his parent appearance on your show here soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm sure that you uh, you're talking to him too. Yeah, because uh, the EP that came out. Yeah, which is great. Oh yeah, I love it. It's so it's so hilarious and and it's good too. That's like it's not just the fact that it's funny, but it actually sounds great. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I got a, I got one or two that I might put out first. I don't know yet. I'm still deciding. I got one with um, pretty much the most requested person on my podcast. Like a good majority of the people I've interviewed have talked about him, uh, Darren Gray. I ended up getting a, getting in contact with him, and uh, he ended up doing the podcast. All right. So I got I got that. I still got to uh, get that one out. So I might put that one out before. Uh, but yeah, his will be coming out soon. And hopefully, I didn't like put my foot in my mouth. I've noticed that with my podcast. Sometimes I I say things that I shouldn't say just uh, out of context too, because I I like to take kind of breaks in between and uh, <laughs> right. And just uh, talk for a little while, and then I turn it back on, and then I just kind of like, oh, well, we're talking now or whatever, you know, kind of get get the business out of the way in the beginning, and then see what happens after that. And sometimes I know there's been a, a few where I, it's kind of got me in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, but uh, you know, it happens. <laughs> you know, I don't have to. I'm not running for mayor right now, so yeah, I'll tighten that up here probably in the next year or so. <laughs> Uh, which I do want to be the first one to announce. I will be running for uh, mayor of uh, Edwardsville uh, City yeah. in uh, Illinois. Um, hopefully, um, the next uh, next year or so. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> well, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to uh, uh, get some posters and everything. Be part yeah. of the campaign. Well, they they ran me out last time. I ran for mayor. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of the old. I had some some memories come up on the old Facebook. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it was that time I tried to run for mayor," and then they ran me out of town. So you know, uh, 
now that I am a tax-paying citizen of of uh, that great city again, I'm gonna you know put in my bid, do my service, right. see where it leads me. Uh, but uh, we'll see. There's that a, a lot of there's a lot of uh, taxpayers out there that are uh, really rooting for me. I think. Yeah. And a lot that aren't. But <laughs> <laughs> has that always been a, a goal to to have a? Yeah, I've always wanted to be a mayor or sheriff of a town. Um, like that. All joking aside, I have always wanted to be a mayor yeah. or a sheriff of a town. Um, now, if a town would actually let me be a mayor or a sheriff, that's a whole different, right. you know, discussion. But uh, yeah, it's always been a little bit of a dream of mine. That and like living out in the middle of nowhere, you know. All right. Which and, you know, I say that now, I kind of sound like Tick Kaczynski, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I. Uh, yeah, I've always uh, yeah mayor sheriff. I have a, you know, and hopefully one day uh, they do let me into city hall uh, there or somewhere else. We'll right. see. Yeah, I uh, I don't uh, I don't really have any uh, goal of of taking holding an office position like that at all. But uh, I do um, have some people that call me the mayor of St. Louis Music. So I would say that. So I'd say I, that's, that's I, very accurate. I've I've <laughs> been uh, appointed uh, a to position. Uh, so so, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'm I'm happy to wear that hat. You know, if that's uh, yeah. if that's what the people want. And, um, but uh, sometimes you got to kiss some moms and shake some babies' hands. Yep. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just what you got to do. I think that's how that thing goes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's one of the ones that got me in trouble last time. Oops. I was running for mayor. Apparently, that's not how you say it. Uh, I, uh, I'm pretty sure they're wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You uh, speaking of the podcast though, I was like, uh, I was. It was cool to see you uh, linked up with some friends of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. DNM Paranormal. Oh, they're uh, great. That was yeah. a that was a fun one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's fun to it's also for just as a, as a fan of your show and that you uh, you've well, you've I kind of I appreciate that you listen to. Yeah, it. man. That, but you but you you found a nice balance between the music and the paranormal and sometimes mm-hmm. they're both uh yeah uh yeah i know of uh stuff with oh dana you've uh dana michael anderson you've talked about mm-hmm. uh both and uh with jacob baxter you've talked about both yeah. music and paranormal stuff so mm-hmm. it does seem like a lot of these guys uh that are you know fantastic musicians also have some interesting stories yeah. that have maybe happened to them in their life so but uh it's uh Anyway, I, I enjoy the the variety of content that is uh, yeah. coming out of the of Garrett talks to himself yeah. and sometimes other people, yeah. which I, I you know I really appreciate that. Uh, and I will say this more times than not, when I have a guest on, the first thing I say is like, okay, well, we'll you know maybe we'll talk about you know what you got, what do you have coming out, stuff like that. And I'm like, can we just talk about ghosts? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 try to we'll try to put that in there. Uh, I haven't had a paranormal episode in a while. Um, I have some stuff that's been in the works. Uh, me and Maggie are going to go on a ghost hunt um, and kind of broadcast the ghost hunt. Um, I have some more uh, Garrett talks to himself that I haven't put out um, just yet. I haven't decided if I'm uh, ready to put them out or not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know just some some more stories of my my life my childhood and and just like everything going on that's happened around me uh but i'm trying to i'm hoping that we can get a little bit more into some more folklore of southern illinois and um in st louis you know metro east get a little bit more of that i think people i mean when i say people my mom uh she's probably the only one that really listens <laughs> uh really enjoyed it uh um but yeah i i'm excited to for what's to come and and you know now that i've kind of gotten the the record out of the way i can kind of get back to doing the podcast thing and and you know to be honest i wouldn't have been able to do it if you you don't didn't help me out so thank you for that (laughs) yeah i'm I'm just uh it's always cool to me when i'm in that i could be any part of that like i I, I, you know again i ought to uh you know laren laren loveless you know him at all that sounds familiar he's a he's a great uh, musician and vocalist and uh he does a lot of teaching and stuff but he Mm. he played uh, i met him through sean cannon's voodoo players but okay um he does uh he plays the role of uh of uh jake in uh the blues brothers show they do oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh which always makes me laugh because uh phil wright plays the role of elwood because he's the harmonica player mm-hmm. yet though physically they look the opposite uh you yeah. know like so it's it's just kind of funny to me like uh, Laren's more tall and skinny and looks like, uh, he would be an Elwood yeah. and Phil looks like he would be Jake, but it's the other way around, but yeah. it's, uh, it's just, I mean, it, they do a great job with that show, but yeah. anyway, Laren just hit me up the other day and he want, he's looking to start his own show and was looking for advice and tips, uh, yeah. to get started and all this stuff. So awesome. I just think it's cool that, you know, that people think of me to, is to be uh, somebody they can look to 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 get some advice and stuff so i'm happy to share whatever information i have and you know maybe but that's the the fun of it too is like you know i kind of gave you uh maybe that push to get started but then you Mm -hmm. you do your own thing man it's always just fun to see where you take it and where where, what it becomes and when you find when you start finding what uh what works and what doesn't for you Mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah um, for sure and I, i would say you know you know because i i listen to your podcast quite a bit too and it's uh there's definitely a difference between uh both of ours mine's pretty much just shooting from the hip where Mm -hmm. yours is a little bit more concise and yeah (laughs) a little bit more well thought out where i'm just like let's go for it let's see what happens i mean honestly though like i i I don't maybe it comes off that way but like i don't really like I do, I have an idea. Like the whole time I'm driving down here, I'm thinking about mm. what are we gonna, what are we gonna talk about and stuff today, and yeah. and maybe if we had the record to plug and that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but like I don't really like to do much prep because I like, I like to see what happens. Just the same thing, like you're saying, yeah. like press record and see where it goes and yeah. what, what kind of magic we can we can find there. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, like I also, I mean, what how how many do you have now? It's it's got to be. It feels like it's in the thousands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, as we're recording, uh, last one that went out was nine eighteen. So. Yeah. So you're about you're about to hundred, right? Yeah. yeah. Or into a thousand. Uh, so yeah, almost a thousand. Yeah. We're, yeah. We were actually just uh, my buddy Matt hit me up the other day. He's like, "What are you, what are you gonna do for a thousand? And I was like, oh, "I haven't really thought much about it, but I would like to kind of do something big, like yeah. some kind of party." You should. 
you should definitely do that yeah uh, yeah I, I yeah you've you've done so many that i think that's another part of it is you know i mean i haven't even cracked 30 yet right. so you know i'm getting close right. so you better watch out yeah, but, man. <laughs> uh but i i think you know i i think that you've done it for so long and you've had so many and you're so you know like i look at, at what you do with the podcast is like you know maybe like what i do with playing music and then how i approach you know it's like you, you just have to do it you mm-hmm. it's like that's your you tell us your passion like that's what you're yeah what you're trying to um trying to get out there and and you do it well and and it's uh you could see the growth from listening to something it's like sometimes you re-release a episode from a little further back yeah and it's so crazy here and that compared to um now oh yeah like you yeah, know the sound quality or uh the way you interview somebody or you know sure is definitely a progression yeah you know i recently went back and listened to some of the old stuff uh and i'm like for me particularly <laughs> you know like i was like a very uh just uh kind of cringed listening to it i'm just like man what man that's not like i just i feel i'm a lot uh i feel a lot more confident in my abilities today than i did of course when we started just like anything you know it's like anybody gets better at it uh and um and of course production value and you know having better equipment now and stuff so yeah all of it uh is you know but it's just natural growth anybody that does anything for seven years you're gonna get better at it of course so yeah um but for sure, I'm sure you you got your your ten thousand hours in at yeah. least now. So. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, man, it's uh it's fun. I guess I mean I talk about it a lot, but like I, I just I I enjoy it. I, and just like you're hearing some of your stories already, like it's just the the hangs is the best part. You're getting to be mm-hmm. with your friends talking about things you like to talk about, and it's just uh it's, yeah, it's cool that uh, other people are are enjoying it as well. So getting yeah. to share it with people. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, there, it's, it's a lot of fun. Is there a particular uh, favorite uh, paranormal story that's come out that uh, that you that you really enjoy that or maybe spooked mm. you a little bit and or anything? Um, I, I guess the the one that sticks out that I tell people the most, uh, I, I have to say, it's from you know talking to you, you know the DNM, the you know the paranormal team, and. Yeah. Uh, it was this it was just a wild story about they went to this house i think it was like i'm never going to be able to say the name i always screw up the name of this house <laughs> but like the valets x murder house or something right uh they went there and you know some stuff was kind of happening but this lady ended up getting like possessed and they had to have like an exorcism at the at, like outside on the of her, she had to get an exorcism outside the house, and you know it was like this whole thing, and um, you know, he goes back inside, uh, trying to get everything uh, packed up. He's like, "We're out of here," and he gets to the car, and the, all the car doors were like open. They all shut, and it locks, and the engine starts on you know the keys aren't even in there and the engine starts and then he just yells at it he's like you know 
He goes, you, um, you know, I'm a, I won't curse on your podcast, but <laughs> there's a lot of cursing on mine, unfortunately. But right. uh, he's, you know, UMFer. Like I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking this anymore. All right. And then the car turned off, and uh, doors unlocked, and and that was the end. So yeah. I thought that was a pretty spooky story. Yeah, you man. Know? Um, and Dane's great. Dane's great at telling those stories too. Like it's yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he is. Like he's guy. got such a cool way of, of, of talking about it. Right. Yeah, uh, I'd love to have him on uh, again sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I definitely. Uh, I try to get in touch. You, you actually, you know, thank you for getting me in touch with them. But also, uh, I try to get in touch with that. Uh, oh, he does the Lost Boys of Hannibal. Uh, yeah, Frankie and uh, J- Jeremy. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, I'd love to talk to them sometime, too. Yeah. I love that podcast, that Lost Boys podcast. It's great. Yeah, those guys uh, are a trip, man. They, uh, they make me laugh, and uh, they're just uh, – they're, I don't know, they're good guys, so for sure. I've yeah. known, known them. Know, um, Jeremy, we went to, uh, we used to work together um, mm-hmm. years ago. And so, I mean, so it was just, but we go way back, and then I met Frankie through him, and we've had a lot of good times uh, together and stuff yeah. over the, over the oh, years. Really? So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, and, you know, uh, Jennifer, um, talking about dnm paranormal yeah. like uh jennifer yeah, she's is, great. is really Super cool nice too person. and she's got some uh some you know uh you know she talks she talked about her some of her abilities and stuff mm-hmm. and then uh and it was uh she she uh we did like a live reading thing and it just over zoom and i was like it was kind of it was you know kind of i didn't know what to really expect or what to uh i kind of just went in open-minded to it and like yeah. to listen to what she had to say and stuff didn't really mm-hmm. want to um but it was interesting some of the things that she that she oh, yeah. could see or uh feel and stuff so it was uh and you know it was a pretty wild experience even just over zoom like i'm I'd be I'd, i I'd, would like to uh sit and actually talk to her in the same room and and yeah stuff, so she she uh had a great way of explaining how you know it's uh shops open shops closed you know right. she's not reading you know people all the time sure um and you know when she came over you know they weren't going to read us at all it wasn't going to be that type of thing we we're just going to talk to them which i'm totally cool with and and i'm glad that we did it that way because we got to know them and um it wasn't just like full throttle from the start uh but uh yeah the weird thing was a week before they came over um maggie was down south i think she went to a a show with her parents or some somewhere she was gone for the weekend and uh i had gotten my my second shot you know the second vaccine or whatever and i had my buddy came over to get some uh, sound equipment that I borrowed from him. And uh, we ended up eating dinner and stuff, and we had a couple drinks, and um, he's like, I, I, you know, I think I had a couple too many drinks. I was like, well, the couch is right there. You sleep on the couch. He goes, okay. And I was like, I'm not feeling good. Like, that shot just took me out. I got to go lay down. So I'm going to lay down. I'm dozing off. 
And then all of a sudden I hear him scream like, and Chris doesn't usually like scream or he's not super loud person. You know, he's pretty relaxed. And I jump up and I was like, what's going on? Oh, uh, Nigel was, Nigel was staying with us too that, that weekend. He came down to do some less gruff stuff all right. and he stayed in our spare bedroom. He wasn't there though. He was doing, he was at a less gruff gig. So, um, I, uh, I run out. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? He goes, that, that was you, right? That was you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I heard the back door open. And then I heard, and then I heard footsteps. And then I felt somebody breathe into my ear and say, Hey, <laughs> and then that's when I screamed. Cause I thought it was you. I was like, I was dozing off in there. Like I definitely wouldn't have done that right. to you. That's really weird. And, uh, he was freaked out, you know? Um, so I, I went back to bed and I think he might have stayed up for the rest of the night. <laughs> Wait until like Nigel came back. And I, the other thing was, is I, I think Nigel came back within 15 minutes or whatever after that happened. So Nigel was in the, you know, he was like, what's going on guys? Oh, just this weird thing happened. Mm-hmm. But then the next week they came over and they did the thing. And uh, the, the entire week me and Maggie, I told Maggie about it. I was like, maybe I should ask him, is their house haunted? <laughs> Cause there's weird noises and stuff, but it's also an old house. It was built like, you know, back in the forties, right. early or late thirties, something like that. So there, there's creaks, there's draftiness. The windows need to be replaced. You know, so it could have been that too. I just can't explain the hay part of it. So, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's interesting, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know that I'm, I think like kind of like you guys like uh I don't know how much I'm a, I'm a believer but it's also very interesting to think about though like is yeah you know it's just I enjoy I want to believe I enjoy the stories and I and everything I enjoy all of it around it like uh in the TV shows and movies mm-hmm. and whatever it's just like um I there's uh, definitely things that are unexplainable I think but yeah. I so it's just that but yeah some some different some strange occurrences for sure man yeah i think that just speaks to our basic you know uh, primal sense of i think we still need to be scared because it sets off something in our body that's like oh we still have that reaction we're still mm-hmm. we're still on top of things you know yeah. like that's how i i feel about it at least you know it kind of goes back to like probably you know cavemen times they had to be on top of it because <laughs> you didn't yeah. know it was around the corner right you know you living in a cave or something you know you got to be on top of it you hear something or you're somebody else's like lunch or something so i don't know i think that that kind of speaks for it but it's it's weird how it is also a form of entertainment yeah being scared sure you know nobody really wants to be scared but they still get scared yeah. they scare themselves i, I didn't get to finish it yet we we were having some connection issues uh but i tried watching the new um um uh, blanking on the title of the movie now but was it like yeah. a scary movie yeah it's on each um it's the third one now the uh, is it conjuring or something yeah conjuring yeah, three yeah the and there's a mm-hmm. uh, uh, the devil made me do it or whatever that thing is the the full title of the movie oh yeah and uh but yeah, they, that's uh that's a crazy story too that's a that's a true story yeah. ed and lorraine warren uh 
they tried to basically prove that this guy was possessed and killed this person right. or these people. Can't remember if it was one person or if it was multiple. Uh, but that was a that was a crazy uh, legal case. Yeah. Um, well, everything so far those uh, those are all like true events that uh, in those mm -hmm. movies that uh, at least are based off of. You know, obviously uh, played up for the movies and yeah. things. I think, but uh, I think based off of uh, at least a true event. So, and, and to be honest, that first one, even though I haven't watched it, I've I've heard some stuff on it, and I I know quite a bit about Ed and uh, Lorraine Warren because they're pretty much the you know the uh, the godmother godfather yeah. of sure. of the uh, the paranormal investigation community. I mean, they're one of the first people to really do it and uh that first movie that they did a lot of that stuff is pretty much if you read the reports that they made about it there was crazy things that happened at that at that house and people still go to that house i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. you could still go investigate it um i don't know if the same family owns it or not yeah but yeah it's a it's crazy. I mean, if anything, if you want to learn a little bit more about them, I would definitely say uh, if you got Discovery Plus, there is a Ed Lorraine, Ed and Laura, if I can ever say her name, <laughs> Lorraine Warren documentary that's on Discovery Plus that's uh, worth a watch. It's a good, quick, you know, it's like hour and a half. Yeah. Hour 15, something like that. Yeah. They, in, them, um, in the beginning of the the new movie uh conjuring uh they uh there was a uh, an exorcism scene that mm -hmm. they do and and it's uh it just you know triggered the memory as you were talking about dane's story and stuff and like and i was like it was it was pretty wild to watch uh this this all on in the movie and stuff of course and like oh, but uh i just if it was anything Anything remotely close to what was in the movie, like it, uh, that, would have been some, mm -hmm. some scary shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was a uh, it was pretty pretty wild. But again, like you're saying, it's also an entertainment thing. It's like it. I mean, these are yeah. something about that, but still, you know, it's a uh, it's gets you uh, gets gets people excited and or yeah. scared and everything else. It's a uh, it's a rush. I'll tell you if I ever see that. Uh, I'm gonna be like that that SpongeBob meme where it's like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Again, yeah, some same way, man. Like yeah. It. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You uh, well, you can find uh, again. Guy Garrett talks to himself and sometimes other people. The podcast yeah. available uh, wherever you're getting your podcast at, and you can hear more fun stories uh, like uh, paranormal things from all your favorite St. Louis <laughs> celebrities and stuff. So um but uh yeah man uh yeah. you uh we um talking about the record again franklin's place uh, mm -hmm. we uh we want to share one more with you and this one um is more uh the jazzy side of uh that definitely a lot more jazz influence on the but this is also features uh, a lot more of the the saxophone that we talked yeah. about and uh, mm -hmm. uh and, it, and again help me uh with it. it's uh Mayush. yeah it's uh, uh i'm probably said that wrong maggie is probably gonna hear this that's not how you say it but uh it's a it's a form of a it's guatemalan basically for thank you okay that's what it means all right yeah. and then uh
And this, uh, so tell me about uh, recording. I mean, obviously you brought in a bunch of these guys, but did you, did you uh, where'd you end up recording all this at? Uh, yeah, I, Bird Cloud Recording with Ryan uh, Waspa. Big yeah. shout out to Ryan. He did phenomenal job. He also mixed and mastered it. Um, I was so happy with the sounds that he got with everything and his input uh, into everything. And, and really, you know, like, the uh, Malyosh that the take that you hear on there is literally um, the first time through that we played it. It was the first take of it. When oh, we well. played it, we played it twice and we took the first one. Well, we actually technically, I guess we played it three times. The rehearsal one was the one that I wish we would have kept because it was like, it just, it, it was, it was to the point where it's like, Oh man, this, Really went some places, and then uh, Ryan's like, "Oh, we're we recording that." It's like, "Oh, uh, well, we were just kind of rehearsing it, but man, I wish kind of I wish we would have recorded the first yeah. time, the actual first time." But yeah, um, yeah I, Ryan, you know, go check him out. Go check out his stuff, like so many dynamos or his 19 second songs, yeah, or his his new TikTok, Ryan Waspa on <laughs> on TikTok. Um, or just bird cloud recording. Uh, he's, he has so many great records that he's he's been a part of. Um, you know, uh, still one, to, one of my favorites still is uh, this one by Moses Moses called uh, the. I'm pretty sure it's called the Baptist. Now I'm gonna make myself look like an idiot, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure it's called the the Baptist. Yeah. Um, but man. He is just, uh, Ryan just does such a good job. Yeah. Just with everything. Yeah, it is the Baptist. I was right. right. So, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I really appreciate him doing it. And, and he's somebody I've known since I was 13, you know, 14 years old and really shaped how I listen to, how I listen to music and, and some of the music that I listen to, you know, some of my taste in music. So it was really good. It was kind of, I had all my mentors pretty much uh, play on it, besides Rick Hayden. Rick yeah. Hayden didn't play on it, unfortunately. Um, but I was playing guitar. There was not enough room. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But hopefully, I, I get them on the on the next one. So yeah, you man. know, uh, yeah. you were uh, you know, and again, uh, going on uh, about some of your the storytelling and some. Some of the podcast stuff with you, uh, just uh, Garrett talks himself. Obviously, those are you know some of those you um, you haven't done released many uh, yet. Uh, yeah. Just uh, you, but uh, there, there was a couple I was going to. Uh, there's one that I still haven't debated. I'm debating if I'm ever going to release it or not. But I I made uh, well, I guess there's two of them. Uh, I made one about my uncle Blake who had passed away. Uh, about two years ago, and I made another one about my uncle Sam, who uh, who passed away five years ago. Uh, actually, a couple of days ago, it's five years. Uh, and they were just very interesting people. They lived very interesting lives, and I wanted to kind of have like a recorded record 
of some of the times I had with them, you know, yeah. and, and the times with my uncle Blake, I have probably more times with my uncle Blake. Um, he was like kind of an older brother to me, uh, cause we weren't that much different in, mm-hmm. in age by, by that much. Um, as like, a, like a little brother to him in a way. And he would yeah. take me everywhere. And there were so many shenanigans that we got into <laughs> that, you know, maybe one day I will release that one so people can hear them, but there's stories people have heard me tell before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I told you I had a crazy story that happened to me this week. Yeah. This one's a doozy. Uh, this one, uh, was a, uh, Oh, I guess almost like a life changing story in a lot of ways. All right. Um, I'm going to give you the short version and then if anybody ever wants to ask me the long version, I'll tell them, but, uh, just short version is uh there was a very good friend of mine that i've known for a really long time through middle school and high school and you know a good portion of my life uh that uh came over to our house uh come to parties um uh, good friends with my sister as well um and you know we were just real tight for a long time. I haven't really seen her uh, too much in the in the past couple of years, but uh, I went over to my mom's house the other day to uh, just see how she was doing and, um, you know, talk, just talk to my mom. And she goes, oh, hey, do you remember, uh, do you remember Jade? It's like, yeah, my friend Jade. And my sister's name is also Jade. Um, just to clarify, Jade was friends with my sister Jade as well. Oh. <laughs> this is where it gets a little confusing. But uh, anyway, it turns out her grandfather was my mom's uncle. And he had died before my friend Jade, uh, before her mom actually knew him, uh, which is a whole crazy story how it happened. Um, and so basically through the 23 and me DNA stuff, my cousin found out that she has a relative nearby. Turns out it is my friend Jade that I've known all this time. Right. Is my second cousin. And, uh, it's just, uh, you know, uh, my mom has known her mom for a while at my grandma's met her and you know, good portion of my family. She's been to family events, Mm -hmm. birthdays and, you know, parties and stuff like that. So I found it really weird that, you know, we're cousins and she's been a part of the family this entire time, (laughs) but they never knew. They never knew. Yeah. So it's like, so yeah, so like almost like she was family, but now she's now it's official. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of, yeah, it's, it's really wild. It was like, it, it like blew my mind. Yeah. I just like, man, my mom's telling me this story because if I told the actual story, it'd probably take like 30 minutes to tell. (laughs) But, um, I'm like, why is she telling me all this backstory? Like, what is she trying to tell me? And she gets like, I was like, what does this have to do with? With her, like, with, I don't, I don't understand. And then as the further she goes on, I'm starting to realize, oh, we're, we're related. That's what's going to happen, right? <laughs> and then it just turned out to be that, you know? It yeah. was like one of those just really weird 
moments that uh, you don't always get that, you know? You don't always uh, find out that somebody that you were really good right. friends with was your cousin, you yeah. know? And probably the the fact that you guys were really good friends were because you were cousins, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Maybe or something, something crazy maybe, like that. Maybe there's something else uh, working, uh, you know, to bring you two together and stuff before. You know, yeah. like kind of something like that. Like it's kind of weird to think about uh, too. That like how why you two were you know close and yeah, and then yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of had a, a we never really uh, never got to the point where we were related officially. But um, me and my buddy Nick were always we uh, kind of family friends kind of stuff. Like as a mm-hmm. growing up, um, me me and uh, of course his sister too, Sally and stuff. Like it was just. Our parents went to high school together and I'm like, they, so they, you know, remain friends. And then mm-hmm. we see like, you know, vacation together and different stuff, kind of things like just different stuff like that. We're always co- close as kids and mm-hmm. kind, kind of faded for a minute just cause we, we didn't see, we didn't uh, see each other as often, but then like, mm-hmm. but then our parents, my dad and my mom split in 01 and then uh, my dad started dating his mom. So, mm-hmm uh then we started to uh then we all moved in together and so it was like we were yeah. family now like kind of thing crazy. like uh it did the uh their relationship didn't last but it was for it was a couple for a while there we the um me my brother and nick all shared a bedroom and stuff and like so it yeah. was uh it was a lot of fun to like you know like have a another brother uh but who was always again always there the whole the whole time anyway but now it's yeah so it was a lot of fun man it was cool to that uh and we still remain yeah he was in my wedding and everything we obviously still uh very yeah. close but uh you know it, it was just funny like uh I, <laughs> so i used to uh we're we're big fans of the movie dirty work yeah i uh, love that movie yeah, yeah and there's a there's a pretty um classic part where you find out that Noel McDonald and Artie Lang are, are yeah. uh, half brothers in the yeah. movie, and uh, and then what they find out, and they're like, so we we used to do that line where um, people would because we looked a lot alike, mm-hmm. so people would always be like, you guys brothers, and we're like, no, no, no. So it's a long story, and he goes, uh, uh, his dad boned my mom, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's a short story. You know? <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. It was, it always cracked us up. <laughs> it's pretty good. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, it's it's one of my. It's a uh, Chris Farley in that movie. Sure, so good. It's like you know the man with half a nose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, it's a king among the, right. the skunks or yeah. something like yeah. that. I can't remember exactly what right. he said. Yeah, but that and him and almost heroes is hilarious too. All right. When they go to that brothel and it's all hay people, they're like, hey, um, ladies of the night. Yeah. And then the one of them catches on fire because the guy was smoking in bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. One of them has like a half burnt hay lady right. in his arms. And he's like, why? Why? I think she's going to live. I think it's going to be all right. Yeah. That's such yeah. a ridiculous movie. Yeah, there's some really good ones at that, that period of of uh, of the '90s. You know, yeah. I don't think Chris Farley could do any wrong as I, far as, as yeah. comedy is concerned. You yeah, know? 
But. Yeah, I love Farley. Uh, uh, Almost Heroes was one that uh, a little more of an acquired taste for me. Like it took me yeah. uh, at first because I, I was I mean, I'm real big on um, Tommy Boy. Like I watched Tom, yeah. Tommy Boy probably a um, hundred times one summer or something like when it because yeah. we had HBO and it was like always on that on, ear yeah. and then like it was uh and then my friends like i think i got two copies on vhs for my birthday uh <laughs> you know like that was that much kind of thing so it was like tommy boy and black sheep were both uh like you yeah. know heavy rotation uh those that that uh early or i mean uh, late 90s uh part of my life and yeah and uh so when almost heroes came out it was like it just uh didn't quite have the same feel at the first for me like it, yeah. when i I was like, ah, it's, you know, it's okay, but it's not that. It's not Tommy Boy, you know. It's like so, yeah. um, and it was uh, something. Uh, there was a such a great thing that between Farley and Spade playing, you know, Farley being mm-hmm. uh, the character, and then Spade being just a, the straight man to you know letting yeah. letting Chris do what he does, and mm-hmm. uh, and it just didn't have the same dynamic I felt with Matthew Perry uh, playing yeah. that. You know, it was like. But it's still, as I went back and revisited it, it's still, like, very funny. Yeah, like this, you know, yeah. The uh, whole thing where he goes to get the egg. Yeah. And he goes, sure. <laughs> he's fighting off that eagle. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, just uh, one of a kind, though, man. I'm a big, uh, I miss him so much uh, sometimes. I mean, like, I see certain things, and I'm like, man, that. that should have been Farley in that role or whatever it is, you know, there's mm-hmm. especially all yeah. those, all those grown ups movies and stuff like, yeah. you know, you know, Farley would have been a big part of those. And, and, uh, you know, anyway, but yeah, it stinks. Like, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's when you, uh, we, we lose, uh, yeah. some of those, uh, greats so early. Yeah, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean the same thing, uh, same thing with music, I think, too. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's p- part of that, I think, is is what makes them great, uh, in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe m- maybe they might not be as celebrated today if they weren't, you know, if they are if they maybe lived a full life or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's something special about what they created so fast, so yeah. early, and, mm-hmm. then, and then gone. Like, you know... Uh, it's remarkable to think about what Hendrix did in, in oh, yeah. such a short amount of time and then mm-hmm. and was gone and like and stuff like yeah. that like you know it's just like so many you know yeah. stories like that but it's just like yeah uh, but would he have I mean obviously, obviously it would have been great anyway I, I mm-hmm. believe but had he maybe uh gone on to live until to today or whatever would he still be uh would it continue to be on that trajectory you know where it would still be putting out these incredible records and all this stuff yeah whatever but yeah it's wild to think about yeah you know it's definitely wild to think about where where that could have uh where that could have went but at the same time it's like i mean maybe it's good that we just have what we have Mm -hmm. but you know sure (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know it's it's one of those uh the same i talk about i've talked about in the past too about like even like some uh like Allison Chains, like with mm-hmm. uh, Lane Staley, like, uh, yeah. you know, of course it was super sad that he's uh, gone, but it's like, and, you know, from the drugs and, and yeah. all that, but like, did the drugs help create what made, yeah. made that music so, so, you know, great and stuff at the time. So I don't know, you know, yeah. you would like to think that they, that he, they would have, could have done it without it, but 
I feel like also that, you know, these probably helped inspire some of that too though. And so, yeah, well, I mean, I, I think about, I've been on this, uh, <laughs> I know it's not the, the most popular, but, uh, I've been on this Pantera kick lately. Hell yeah. Uh, and, and hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, you know, thinking about dime and yeah. even Vinnie Paul, you know, uh, it's kind of a shame that they're not because those two together. Sure. I mean, I was listening to Great Southern Trig Kill last night uh, for for a little bit. It was just I'm, basically I just listened through the whole album mm-hmm. and oh man, I think it was uh, heavy heavy stuff. Oh yeah, I think it was Phil's birthday the other day, uh, yesterday. I think. Oh really? I, I was, didn't know that. Yeah, I think it was like his fifty third birthday or something. Huh. It's crazy. I mean, it's 25 years of Great Southern Trinkill. I mean, that was like 96. Yeah. So 20, 25 years of that. And what a what a ridiculous record, too. Yeah. Like, that's probably one of my favorites. That or Far Beyond Driven. Those two records uh, definitely are, are something that I, I still go back and I, I listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the, the riffs. You can't. You can't deny those riffs. They're just so heavy. They yeah. just like they just hit you. It's like you get a punch in the gut. Oh yeah. Every time you hear it. Yeah. You know? yeah I was big on uh them for quite a while. Uh I mean I still love it, but yeah. uh you know. But I love that they can go super heavy, but then they can also do something like uh Cemetery Gates, you know, where it's like yeah. and has a has a softer side to it also. And or like, even like, you know, in Great Southern Jun Kill that record. You know, they have, uh, what they have like a flood. It's pretty like, you know, uh, more mellow sounding. Mm-hmm. It's not really a, a heavy, heavy song. Uh, I mean, it is a heavy, heavy song cause it's like about a flood ending the world, but, right. <laughs> uh, but there's, you know, uh, what drag the river, um, is not necessarily heavy and all the parts but it's right. still pretty heavy song it's yeah. a pretty heavy song uh, yeah man but there's just yeah there's there's a couple of them in there that yeah i like how every record sounds different too right every record's like it gets heavier and heavier until it's just like the last one is just you know it's like as heavy as they can go yeah and then that's when everything implodes unfortunately right. but yeah. yeah yeah i uh i know phil's still out there doing you got an, the other uh, project now. Uh, was it uh, yeah, the uh, Illegals or right, or something like that? Or what's I can't. A, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of the band. But he, um, but Phil's uh, still. I, I just would. I haven't gone to see the show or anything. But I just would wonder if he's if it's if he does a lot of Pantera stuff or not, or if it's all different stuff. And but yeah, I, don't know. I, I can imagine. He but, probably does a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you almost have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, some of that stuff, like, you would like to see them put something together with, you know, in, in his, uh, you know, in Dime's memory or something like that, do another thing. But I don't, yeah. but then it's like, also, it's like, how do you ever do it without him, though, kind of thing. Yeah, so it's, I mean, nobody really, I mean, there's a lot of people that sound like him now, but yeah. nobody really sounded like that guy. Right. When that was happening, you know. Yeah, especially in the middle of like grunge. Sure, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, they were like death to alternative music right. at that time. You know, so yeah. 
Yeah, yeah man. Crazy stuff. Yep. Well, hey, hey babe, can I, is, it, is it cool if I, I, I forgot to, uh, to, to just plug somebody real quick for, for that record? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> before I forget, because I know I'm going to kick myself on the way home. But um, Chelsea Myers of Tiny Attic did the um, artwork that you see on Spotify and Apple Music and all that. And she did a phenomenal job. Um, I definitely would say anybody that wants to check out more of her artwork, please do. And she's also a uh, documentarian, like documentary filmmaker. And she does some great work. And there's there's stuff that you could see of hers um, out there on YouTube. Uh, she's doing something about subsistence farming right now. And um, she's just a real great talent. And uh, I actually have Adam Donald's doing some artwork, too, for when I put it on vinyl. Yeah. And it's its own little thing. It's going to be a special little franklin's place released it's got a picture of franklin on it there you go that was that's what i wanted to ask you too when uh but i was wondering about a if it was going to be any kind of physical release or uh all digital and then uh, Mm -hmm. if you were going to do a proper release party uh in regards to it uh so i haven't decided about the release party yet uh getting all those guys together to do it is going to be the hard part yeah so i haven't decided if i'm gonna do it with them not do it or try to do it with a couple of them and try to get people to fill in i really haven't decided what i'm gonna do yet yeah but that'd be uh i mean i just think it'd be a a really cool night to get together and play play through the record and stuff and yeah i would love to do that i would definitely have to get another guitar player to play through all the record to have all those parts there Right. There's definitely some things that you can't do uh, at the same time. I guess if you have like a little looper or something. <laughs> well, maybe uh, what Rick, right? Yeah, maybe, I, get, I get Rick. Maybe that's where Rick comes into play. With yeah. Him, so. <laughs> yeah, I have to like get him out of the house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> be like, what? I'm not. <laughs> I do Rick's voice. I'm not doing it, man. <laughs> I'm not going all that way, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think if you book it, they'll come. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, Wayne's will. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Also, well, I mean, that's a little bit more in the future, right? You know? So, yeah, just kind of waiting for uh, Nick's record to come out too, and that tour, and you know, it's a lot of exciting stuff happening right mm-hmm. now for yeah, sure. Man. Yeah. 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 I. Uh, I love it, man. I'm just excited. Like, well, I appreciate so much, so much cool stuff happening. It's fun to see my friends uh, yeah. doing great things. Uh, so, uh, and live music coming back and everything. Feeling, mm-hmm. feeling like uh, getting back to my old ways. You know, I was like yeah. uh, <laughs> the other night. I went out like uh, uh, as I was uh, at City Foundry on uh, Wednesday, Thursday. I was supposed to go Friday, mm-hmm. but I ended up not. Uh, that's when the storms kind of came in it were coming in and I was yeah and so I was but anyway I was supposed to be the three nights in a row that Wednesday night I was in then I went to it was Andy Frasco and then I went to mm-hmm. the Oyster Bar for the af, big after party with Sean Cannon's voodoo players yeah. and partied till 3, 3 a.m. down there <laughs> and I was like man I, I took off Thursday from work on, on purpose to before you know I was like yeah. you know I have a because uh, I knew I was going to be out late and yeah. uh, 
and but i'm like i'm really glad i did because i was paying for it thursday i was like i'm a little out of practice uh yeah. shutting down the, the 3 a.m bars and yeah you know it used to be a yeah. a pretty regular occurrence but uh i'm uh, about 18 months out of practice so yeah uh, <laughs> uh, get back yeah, in the training right so it yeah. just uh but Fighting it cheap but it felt really good just to be down there and and, and then in, in the uh you know in a music venue again and being yeah. around people and uh just uh i was mm-hmm. like yes this is, this feels like home again so yeah. i'm uh, ready for a lot more of that and uh so, yeah so we're uh i'm excited to see uh all the other great shows coming up so mm-hmm. yeah for sure but yeah man uh well thanks buddy this was uh, a, a lot of fun getting to getting to catch up and getting to hang and uh i'm excited to, again like i said with the you got your uh, Franklin's place, wherever you're getting your music at. You got the podcast, wherever you're getting your podcast at. Garrett mm-hmm. talks to himself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got that new Nick Usman record on the way. We got yeah. a lot of things cooking. So, uh, but uh, so get involved. You can, uh, what is, uh, what's a good way? We got the show has official Instagram now, right? Yeah. Uh, for Garrett talks to yeah. himself. Garrett talks to himself and I can give you the tag. Yeah. And, you know, Thanks again for just, you know, having me on and, and let me talk about some of this stuff because, yeah. you know, I, it's not a, not a whole lot that, uh, not a whole lot of times I get to, uh, talk about this stuff and, um, and kind of go into like why I wrote it, right. you know? So I, I really appreciate you having me on and, and kind of discussing some of that. Absolutely, and, man. And just, you know, BSing and, and yeah. all that good stuff. But, sure. uh, yeah, if you want to find uh, Garrett Talks to Himself and sometimes other people, it's got a weird kind of tag on, uh, I guess that's what you call it on Instagram. It's G-T-T-H and then that little uh, dash that's on the bottom. Uh, underscore. Underscore, yeah. yeah. Uh, S-T-L. All right. Yeah, so G-T-T-H underscore S-T-L. And then uh, you also can follow uh, the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so get plugged in uh, with the show, and and uh, and we'll. Uh, yeah, man. I appreciate you doing yeah. this, up, buddy. Thanks That's for having fun. me. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Right. See ya. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Well, yeah, that was it.